Hi, I'm Dr. Caroline Leaf and welcome to my podcast, Cleaning Up the Mental Mess. This is part eight in a series of basic concepts that I'm teaching you or telling you about that I've been teaching. So go watch the others because all of them build on each other. Life can be hard and it's easy to feel stressed, anxious and out of control. What if there was a way to take back control? What if there was a practical way to detox your brain? This is now possible with NeuroCycle, the first ever scientifically tested brain detox app shown to help reduce an anxiety and depression by up to 81%. Users are guided through a variation of audio and video, brain exercises and mind management lessons every day. I'm excited to share some of the latest features in the app, including guides for children and parents, detailed feedback and recommendations, written guides through days 22 through 63 of the NeuroCycle and an easy way to track your progress. There are over 500,000 NeuroCycle users worldwide and the app has helped change thousands of lives, including people trying to find purpose in life, overcoming fear, better sleep, improved relationships, managing intrusive thoughts, depression and anxiety, and so much more. NeuroCycle is for everybody. No matter who you are, what you've been through, or what you do, you have an incredible mind and brain that is always on and needs to be managed so that you can live your best both mentally and physically. This app is designed for individuals, couples, families, businesses, or corporations, for everyone, everywhere. Join us by committing just a few minutes a day and see how your life is transformed. In just 63 days, you will have begun rewiring your brain for a happier and healthier life. Download the NeuroCycle app today and start changing your life one thought at a time. Just look for NeuroCycle on the iTunes App Store or Google Play or visit NeuroCycle.app. The link and more information will be in the show notes. Today, I'm going to be talking about the concept of that we need a new health narrative for mental health. We need a new way of talking about mental health. We need to focus on the fact that we don't have brain diseases if we're feeling depressed or anxious or having psychotic breaks, that this is not a brain disease. This is a result of adverse life experiences. Every experience that we have will use our brain Because the mind uses the brain to store the life experiences. The mind uses the body to store the life experiences. And our mind uses our mind to store the life experiences. So we have a collective combination of experience built within the mind, brain, and body. So if our experience is toxic, this has a toxic impact on the brain and the body. So the changes that we see in the brain and the body will be the result of an issue as opposed to the cause of an issue. Now, this is not to say that things like traumatic brain injury and neurological issues like brain tumors and various different neurological diseases that we know exist like Alzheimer's and so on. This does not to say that those aren't neurological issues that can create mental health issues because we know that that is the case. Any illness in our body can impact our mental health, cancer, diabetes, tumors, traumatic brain injuries. What we need to do, though, is distinguish between what happens to us in life, which impacts our mental health, the impact of that on our body, deal with that, and then things that are neurological and physical that are then playing back into our mental health. We need that separation. They've been all blended under the same umbrella of mental health. And the other side of that is that we have been, it's almost as though We have to have a disease label to 
honor the, 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 the impact and the intensity of something like depression and psychotic breaks and anxiety, which are huge. I mean, they are, can be absolutely incapacitating down to just the basic, more or less, less incapacitating things, but just having mild depression and feeling mild anxiety and feeling overwhelmed and burnt out. These are all very real. In fact, they're so real that they need more honoring and just saying that they are a disease label is not enough. What we eat is so important, not just for our physical health, but our mental health as well. We are all on different journeys and have unique needs. There's no one size fits all when it comes to food. And Noom understands this. Their program gives you the support and knowledge you need to make positive choices that work for you, even when it's difficult. By learning the psychology behind your habits and better understanding your relationship with food, with Noom you'll gain the wisdom you need to continue making long-term positive choices and change your life for the better. Unlike other restrictive diets or workout programs, Noom uses a psychology-based approach that adapts to your lifestyle. It's flexible, focuses on progress, not perfection, and allows you to work towards your goals at a pace that's comfortable for you. Noom has helped me gain awareness of how what I eat affects my mood and stress levels and what I can do to improve my mental well-being through my food choices. I love that the program is so easy to use and so flexible. Plus, I think it's great that Noom is so grounded in science. It's the heart of everything they do. They have published more than 30 peer-reviewed scientific articles that inform users, practitioners, scientists and the public about how their methods work and how effective they are. With Noom, you're the boss. You decide how Noom fits into your life, not the other way around. 5, 10 or 15 minutes a day, how much time you want to spend on the app is up to you. Stay focused on what's important to you with Noom's weight psychology-based approach. Sign up for your trial today at noom.com slash drleaf. That's N-O-O-M dot com slash drleaf to sign up for your trial today. The link and details will be in the show notes. So the model that works for the physical brain and body of diagnosis and are based on symptoms leading back to a biological cause and then a treatment that is biological works incredibly well for the brain and the body and the impact of the mind on the brain and the body. But it doesn't help when we look at a person's mental health state. So in other words, where a person is feeling extreme depression or anxiety or burnout or overwhelm or psychotic breaks or up and down emotions or just battling and suicidal, etc. That model doesn't work because it imply it takes that person's story and reduces it down to something that's purely biological. And after 40 years of this model and billions of euros and dollars spent on and pounds spent on research trying to track down the chemical imbalance or the biological cause or the neurobiological correlate hasn't panned out. In fact, the research shows that it's made things worse because what we're not considering is a person's story. We have to look at a person in context of their environment, which includes their socioeconomic, their financial status, their political, their nurturing, their family environment, what they have access to, the things they're going through, their job. So it's not so much what is wrong with you and diagnosing and labeling, because you can't take someone's, for example, if someone is having a problem at work or they've lost their job or they can't get another job so they can't feed their family and would make them incredibly depressed. You can't say, diagnose that and say you have, you have psychotic depression, for example. And because that implies, that diagnosis implies there's a physical cause. And there is no physical cause of that. There is a 
cause in your environment. The cause lies in the fact that you don't have a job anymore and can't feed your family and are facing being thrown out of your home and all the frightening things that go with that. Or you've had years of childhood trauma and it's coming out. Or you've had a parent who didn't parent you like they should have and that coming out. In other words, or you're living under constant racism and and and, and constant concern and worry for your children and uh, 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 being in a very racist society and all these different kinds of things, we have to consider those. So when we say, when someone presents with depression and anxiety, we say, what has what is wrong with you? And we look at a symptom, symptom checklist and we try and diagnose. We mislead people because then it, it seems like they're on top of that job loss or abuse or whatever. Now suddenly they also have a brain disease. And when someone is shown or a chemical imbalance, which has been proven over and over again to be a myth, and just recently a paper was released, which I've talked about extensively on my podcast with Professor Joanna Moncrief and Mark Horowitz and Robert Whitaker, so you can go listen to those, but that have shown that the chemical imbalance is not the truth. So to tell someone that, hey, this is a brain scan, this shows that you have psychotic depression, this is damage in your brain, this shows this is the diagnosis from this brain scan, or you have a chemical imbalance, or there's a genetic cause, that's not telling the truth to people. That's not the cause of the problem. Sure, we're going to have some changes in our brain. We know that these toxic trees, which are the toxic experiences translated into these protein damaging structures inside of our brain and changes in our cells and so on, will impact our health. And we need to deal with the physical impact, the result of which we see in the brain. So when I do work, when I look at head maps using QEG technology or look at any kind of scan, I don't see that as a cause of a person's mental state. I would see that as a result of the person going through something. And yes, we need to address whatever physical symptoms are coming up, but we have to address the, the cause at its true root, which is the environment, the person's story. So I want to read a quote to you that I read at the end of the last session, which actually comes from a new book that I've written, which is helping our parents to help their children with mental health, because we hear all the time about this epidemic in mental health constantly happening with our children, increase in suicide, increase epidemics in mental health. It's just every day we're immersed in this very frightening message. I want to bring a new message to you. I don't believe it's mental health that's, an, that's on the rise. There isn't an epidemic in mental health. There's an epidemic in mismanagement of mind. We are not teaching people how to manage their mind. We're not recognizing that we have to change social structures. We're not recognizing or putting aside the, or maybe recognizing, but not doing anything about the environment of a person's story. So I propose that we need to move into an, a new narrative. And it's not just me. There's so many scientists and people that I have interviewed on this podcast that I follow, that I read books and things that I recommend, that research that I have quoted of a whole movement of people in the mental health field, psychiatrists, psychologists, mental health professionals, sociologists, anthropologists, talk, moving towards one of a new narrative. And that is the narrative of the person. So instead of saying, what is wrong with you? It's more, what has happened to you? What is your story? What is your narrative? So in my latest book, I'm going to read this quote and then just talk a little bit more about the narrative. Our lives are the product of our experiences. So how you show up in your life today, where you are today, is a product of your life experiences and how you've managed them, which become our individual life stories. So our lives are the product of our life experiences. Those life experiences are processed by our mind into our brain. 
and they then become our individual life stories. When we give our children and ourselves the mental tools to meet the needs, we give them the tools to tell their own story. My desire in this podcast and in all my books and my app, the NeuroCycle app, and everything that I do, the people that I interview, is to give you the tools to tell your story. It is the most important thing that needs to be honored. You don't need it stuck under a label that is not even correct science. You need to be able to be heard. Your story and your stories need to be shared. And you need to be able to speak about them and process through them and reconceptualize them in order to change how they plan into the future. No one knows what you're looking for in a doctor better than you. And no one's better at giving you the tools to find the perfect doctor than ZocDoc. The people who created ZocDoc found the major pain points in healthcare, all the things that weren't working and said enough. And they made booking a great doctor surprisingly stress-free. ZocDoc is a free app that shows you doctors who are patient-reviewed, take your insurance and are available when you need them. Every month, millions of people use ZocDoc and I'm one of them. It's my go-to whenever I need to find or book a doctor. I have used the app to book doctor's appointments, dental checkups, you name it. It has been so great, especially when I visit a new town or city and I need to find an appointment on the go. It is so easy to read up on local doctors, get verified patient reviews and see what other real humans had to say about their visit. With ZocDoc, you know that when you walk into that doctor's office, you're set up to see someone in your network who really gets you. All you have to do is go to ZocDoc.com, choose a time and slot whether you want to see the doctor in person or do a video visit, and just like that, you're booked. It's so easy to find the doctor that's right for you and book an appointment that works for your schedule. In the chaotic world of healthcare, let ZocDoc be your trusted guide to find a quality doctor in a way that is surprisingly pain-free. With ZocDoc, you can get your docs in a row. Just go to ZocDoc.com slash leaf and download the ZocDoc app for free. Then start your search for a top-rated doctor today. Many are available within 24 hours. That's Z ocdoc.com slash leaf zocdoc.com slash leaf the link and details will be in the show notes so if I read the rest of the quote we can teach our children and ourselves that although we can't change our story because it's happened and we can't change all the people involved in our story maybe sometimes there will be changes and you'll get apologies and you'll get you know some level of recompense and whatever but in a large majority of the times we're not going to have that but we can still, if we know that the way we are, the product of our lives, the, the way that we are showing up, if we can understand that that's coming from life experiences that have basically become our individual life stories, if we can unpack those stories, if we can see where it comes from, we remove this sense of I'm a broken individual, it's all up to me. It's, and then we see it's actually the narrative, it's the story, it's what's happened to me. And then we can reach out and learn to get the help that we need through therapy, coaching, counseling, and also daily mind management, which is what I teach in all my materials. We can teach ourselves that although we can't always change what happens to us, we can't change our stories, we can change how what has happened impacts us inside of ourselves, in our mind and our brain, and how that plays out into our life. So this is so important that we focus on our stories and telling our stories. And in that way, the truth about you will come out. And we learn to live with the, to get a level of peace. We're not going to solve every problem. You're not going to find and get forgiveness or recompense or reconciliation with every single person that hurt you or every single situation that does not make sense because there are just so many situations that in the collective don't make sense. 
but we can learn to recognize, okay, this is why, this X, Y, Z that happened to me, my story, is why I'm showing up like this. The experiences of my life have become the product, have become the source of my stories. And in acknowledging my story and honoring my story and telling my story, I can then process and reconceptualize it and I can change how it plays out into my future and turn that around for good. So many people who've been through so much stuff and I've interviewed so many people on my podcast as well that have been through the most horrific experiences and I'm sure those of you listening could share a million stories with me. What is one of the key underlying things that that always comes out when I talk to these people and all my years of working as a therapist, 25 years and 38 years in this field of doing research and looking at all the messages and thousands of messengers, messages that come back, there's a common underlying theme. And that common underlying theme is that when people are allowed to process and experience and are heard and listened to, they reprocess. They go through periods of mourning and grief and increased anxiety because as you heal, it's really difficult and there's going to be hard times in that, in that journey. But that's progress because we need to grieve what's happened to us. It's a process we have to go through. And then it, can cha- it gets to a point where we start being able to accept and live with it. So that process is common. And the other part that's common to all of these people and experiences, including myself, is that we then have the desire to help others. Naturally inside of us is we recognize when we've honored our story and processed our story, we want to share what we've learned from our story with others in order to help them not experience so much pain or to help them through their pain. So today I honor your story, honor it as well and learn how to manage it. Thank you for joining me today and I look forward to giving you the next part in the series soon. I hope you found today's podcast interesting and helpful. If you want more tips and help with managing anxiety, depression, and mental health, be sure to visit my website at drleaf.com and to sign up for my weekly newsletter where I also include a schedule of my speaking events and so much more. And follow me on social media. I'm on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Just look for Dr. Caroline Leaf. Also, I love seeing all your posts on social media about this podcast. I love seeing what resonates with you and what you've learned. So be sure to continue posting and tagging me and letting me know what you think and how these tips worked out for you. And don't forget, leave a review and keep spreading the word about this podcast. Thank you for joining me today. I really hope you learned something new and helpful. Till then... I'm Dr. Caroline Leaf. This podcast represents the opinions of myself and my guests. The content here should not be taken as medical advice. The content here is for educational and informational purposes only. Please consult your healthcare professional for any individual medical questions you may have. While we make every effort to ensure that the information we are sharing is accurate, we welcome any comments, suggestions or corrections of errors.